0: To the show, it is what, what is it? Uh, September. Believe- it's September nineteenth, twenty twelve. Right, we're, right we're closing. Is awesome, we're closing in on the end of the world. <laughs> uh, I think by my calculation, we've got a handful of weeks left. Uh, what
1: calculations are you going with?
0: The one on my right hand.
1: Is I you have, really.
2: You have, you have a calendar on your right hand.
1: It's
0: December twenty first, twenty twelve. World's going to end, so that means we've got roughly five shows left.
1: I feel like oh. that's not a handful of weeks. That's more than a handful of weeks.
0: From between now and December, a handful of weeks is like a month. Okay, exactly. So could 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 we constitute it as a fistful?
2: Perhaps yes. maybe
0: an arm.
1: No, bowl? two Armful. handfuls. Two. I say a handful of shows left, but...
2: Yeah, a handful of shows yet. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, either way, we're closing in on the end of the world. Um, with me today, I guess, is Mr. Aaron Robison. Yay. Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said yay, too. It's a it's a catchy thing. I've started a trend.
0: I was going to say, that was almost as lame as Jess's introduction from last... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me do it again. Hey. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, we've also got Jess Clarkson, also known as, as Jessica Megan.
1: Absolutely.
2: Jessica. Hi, Jessica. I feel, I feel like we're in AA now. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> I know it Eric. was my cookie addiction I'm Jessica, the other day. And I'm,
0: I'm addicted to poutine
1: and cookies. Would you say those other things cookies. that
0: you eat are called beaver tails? Beaver... Beaver.
1: Beaver
2: bear claws. tails. Oh. So no,
1: a... bear claws are donuts, but we, I don't think we have bear claws in K- Like, I think those are an American thing, but Why we have do... beaver tails.
2: Why do
0: people overseas, or I guess I shouldn't say overseas.
1: Overseas. Well, yeah. People
0: up <laughs> there insist on creating stupid names for very simple everyday things
1: because we try to make them sound disgusting for Americans so then they don't come up here and eat all of our food yet
0: all of you Canadians are coming down to our Costcos and Walmarts and flooding them
1: we have Costco and Walmart up here
0: then why do you all come down to America cuz
1: Americans it's cheap you guys cheap don't realize how cheap as long as you keep, keep your poutine
0: there. on that side of the border we're okay
1: do you know how much cheaper alcohol is in America
0: it's a Not lot cheaper
1: much. i can buy a sixty or whatever you guys call them. A handle. Oh, you guys perhaps? use the
0: metric system. Get out of here.
1: Okay, a handle a forty. A Canadian club. Oh maybe no then a bigger than a handle. The 1.75 liters.
0: Isn't a Canadian club like club soda?
1: No, Canadian club is whiskey. Like Canadian whiskey. Rye. And it's twenty dollars in America. Oh. Up here, it's sixty dollars.
0: Good thing you live right by the border. Maybe that's why 90% of Canadians live within two hours of the border.
1: Yeah, because so we can go to duty-free.
2: I just made that statistic up completely off the Actually, top of my head. 90, Actually, it's 90% of the Canadian population lives within a mile, like a, like a mile of the U.S. border or something like that, <laughs> 10 miles. And I was going to say a mile, that's, uh, no, miles. that's a, that's a long, the thin strip of it, people. It was a just... question once, and I got it wrong. Um, but yeah, oh, apparently no. most of the population is within the border of the United States.
0: All because they want to come down here and drink. No, it's because there's nothing up north to do. It's just, it's just <laughs> cold. We I'm have gonna, paint up north. I'm going to stick with the, uh, wanting to come across the border and buy cheap booze. Yeah. That well, could be. Oh, God. Anyway, I think we're
2: going off topic again. <laughs> so let's uh, let's <laughs> roll it back. Let's roll Story it back
0: Story of in. our lives. So I didn't get a chance to talk about this on the uh, the, the Manitank podcast this week, but I talked to Jessica about it, and I think she she was sharing in my excitement a little bit. I had a... I had a celebrity encounter this weekend and it was, oh boy, let me tell you what. It was one of those situations where you just, you you didn't realize it until somebody pointed it out to you and you about crapped yourself. You never had, never had one of those.
2: Was Was that the wedding?
0: It was. So one of my best friends from middle school got married this weekend out in California and, uh. We got an invite, and we were expecting it to be, you know, your typical huge Californian wedding. But it turned out to be this really nice villa-type wedding, and there was maybe 150 people there, if that. So it was super ritzy. It was in, like, this old Spanish mission that was from the 1600s and really decked out. Something that you'd see on, like, a professional wedding planner show. But um, Christy and I went, expecting to not know anybody. And we ended up running into a bunch of people she went to high school with and people that I knew through friends. And we were sitting there having dinner. And, uh, one of the guys was talking about the, uh, the, the bridesmaids and, and how one of them he thought was in movies. So I'm like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool. So later in the night we were talking to one of the bridesmaids, just, she was sitting down on one of the benches and, and, uh, I asked her what she or how she knew the the bride and groom. And she said, Oh, you know, I know the, I know the bride. And then I asked her, I was like, so what do you, what do you do for a living? She's like, Oh, I'm an actress. And, you know, typically me kind of like when somebody gives you that, that whole, Hey, I'm a model. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, maybe it's just me, but when people say that I just kinda completely disregard it because
2: so you're a waitress, okay. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: you're you're a waitress that wants to be <laughs> model. You've gotten a couple headshots taken. But uh so I asked her, I said, Have you or have you been in anything we might know? And she goes, Well, you know, if you guys watch some TV you might know something. And just completely out of the blue, Christy goes, You know who you look like? You look like Alex Mack from that TV show on Nickelodeon back in the nineties and she I goes loved
1: it so bad.
0: Yeah, she's like, Oh yeah, that was me. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I've freaking lost my mind. I didn't, like, f- physically lose my mind, but inside I was exploding because growing up I watched that show religiously and, like, I had a super crush on her. What show was this? The Secret World of Alex Mack.
2: Oh, I never watched that one. I'm sorry.
0: Well, she was You're also... a
1: crazy she, person. Yeah.
0: She went on to... Uh, so um A
2: little under my generation.
0: Did you see the movie Ten Things I Hate About You? I did, yes. She was uh, Bianca
2: in that. She was Bianca? The bratty little sister. Yeah. Oh, she was in the, that. Was who you met? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been sweet. I like she's in uh, she's in a hundred a uh, hundred girls. Fantastic role she does in that.
0: She's also in Hawaii Five oh,
2: O. I can't remember her. She's got a weird name. that's hard for me to remember. It's like Oleana or something. like that.
0: Larissa Olanek.
2: There it is. That's Olanek, Larissa. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I'm I'm jealous now.
0: Yeah. So we sat there, and uh, her her boyfriend was there, and we all got hammered together, and it was a good time. You know, most people run into celebrities and it's just kinda of like this, hey, this is awkward and we got to we got to party.
1: And I figured out how you can connect um like the whole six degrees of separation. How? She plays Ken Cosgrove's wife in Mad Men and he was in um Ellie Noir, the actor that plays Ken Cosgrove in Mad Men. Huh. Oh wow. Yeah. That just true. happened.
0: You lost me. That's only two, but that's okay. What what we're what through. what are we trying to connect Lesson here? Lesson
1: six.
0: Are we trying <laughs> to Our connect her to Kevin right Bacon right now to
1: gaming? So oh, I thought we we're, were trying
0: to connect her to Kevin Bacon. No.
1: Oh, no, I don't. Geez. I don't feel like going that far. I was being <laughs> lazy.
2: Oh, yeah, well, that's that's really cool, man. That, that I'm officially uh, jealous, and that's that's pretty awesome. Should yeah. I would ask her how Jonathan Tucker's doing, but. Uh...
0: Mm, I was more worried about learning how to limonate my beer from her hammered boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> so it was it was a grand time. I I don't remember much after leaving, but uh, it was one of those encounters where it's like, hey, I didn't expect this to happen, and it turned out to be probably one of the best weddings ever. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. So cool. other right. than that, so I was looking over some of the. Uh, Criticis- should we call them criticisms, or should we call them encouragements? I'm going to call constructive them encouragements. Feedback. Yeah, constructive
2: constructive criticism, maybe.
0: Lots of, There was a lot of really good feedback about the show We're doing it for week. the
2: fans, and the fans know what they want, so we need to give them what they want. So the only way wow. to get that is if they tell us what they want.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that we got a lot of feedback on is, is people want to know what our definition of retro is. I know we touched on it a little bit, but um, I, I read a comment that was actually kind of insightful, and it was... Somebody who's probably, I guess, around my age, you know, late 20s, and he said something to the effect of, for me, retro is always going to be Super Nintendo and earlier, because growing up, he really hit his stride with gaming, uh, kind of in the PS1, PS2, so for him, older games like Super Nintendo and NES and, and Atari and stuff like that were considered retro, whereas kids now that are growing up with the PS3 and Xbox 360, their definition is a little bit more skewed, so... For us, I guess, as, as gamers and what we want to talk about, what are we going to kind of classify as, as retro?
2: Well, I can say that I think each one of us is going to have a different opinion of retro um, based on the the age difference that we have, probably. Um, and I'm in my early 30s, and retro to me is PPS1. You know what I mean? Like, So Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo are going to be the retro ones. When they switch to the disc format, Is kind of when I think uh, that's not necessarily retro anymore. But knowing that that's almost ten years old, that's I'm putting PS One as retro. PS One, PS One's almost twenty years old. Almost twenty years old
0: now. Yeah, Yeah, so I have to that. But to me, I don't I don't consider that
2: retro. I don't feel that old. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's scary. Just what do you consider retro?
1: In my personal preference, I agree with the pre-disc being retro, but i just learned that's 20 years old um i think that to have like an operational definition it would be any system that is not currently the newest system perhaps would be considered retro if we want to extend it that far
0: see i could i was thinking something along those lines but even a little bit more precise than that I, i think gaming is still kind of in its actually it's not really in its infancy anymore it's it's Right. Graduating it's, to it's about to graduate to another generation. It's almost and, forty years old. Yeah, and with that, our definitions need to move along with that as well. So I think what we used to consider retro, like Super Nintendo, w- w- clearly when it was PS2 Xbox era, retro was clearly Super Nintendo, NES, old Game Boy, Atari. But
2: 64-bit, I could probably call that retro. Anything before? Because now, then it went up to I think a 128. Yeah, now it's you know yeah. all over. But I think 64-bit, anything 64-bit and less would be. Well,
0: retro-roll. here's here's something to think about too, though, is that we are we're we're really late in the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii life cycle. I mean, they've been on the shelf for seven years, mm-hmm. and that puts the beginning of the previous generation over a decade ago. Correct. So you know, by by
2: 2000 was PS2. Yeah,
0: 2000 was PS2. Wow. And I think 2001 was Xbox. Dreamcast.
2: See, Dreamcast could also be considered. I think you know because Dreamcast is a retro system.
0: Dreamcast almost. came that out. Was a, that
2: was a revolutionary system.
0: Yeah, and that's a classic Sorry. example of a system coming out way ahead of its time and and falling victim to that because people just weren't ready for it.
2: Right, and the PS2 could do the same thing, but it just uh, again weird controller setup and Sega was only the maker, and you know certain yeah. publishers couldn't make games mm-hmm. for it, so. But I think with,
0: in regard to the, the definition of what I consider retro, it's, I kind of draw the line halfway through the life cycle of the PS2 and Xbox. Like, I look at Final Fantasy XII. I don't consider that to be retro. But then I look at a game like the original Dark Cloud.
2: And well, I, I'm to me, should, that's, that's retro. I think in 2003 and younger. You know what I mean? Like 2003 and, and back. Yeah, But probably about right that, because uh, even when the Xbox 360 came out in the PS3, PS2 was still heavy in its, in its prime. Same it with the Xbox. And then uh, as soon as they took the Xbox away, then it kind of went more to the next gen here.
0: But then some people so, even come out and say, well, you technically can't have a system that's retro that you can still find in the stores new. I mean, for God's sakes, I was at a store the other day that was still selling new PS2s. That,
2: that, that's true.
0: But then again, it's the best-selling system of all time. It is so. I, I guess it comes down to a lot of it is is personal definition. I mean, a, a lot of the kids that that I teach, you know, we talk about video games a lot, and for them, PS2 is ancient because right. they were, you know, they were they they weren't gaming then. So for them, and then imagine what they think about Super Nintendo and NES. And right. for any for anybody out there that's, that that listens is in their their early teens or their mid teens. Obviously, for them, the they have no. Functional memory of any of those systems, right? So. And,
2: those, and that's PS2's retro. You know what I mean? To them, that would be retro to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going backwards. So Which, I think I think Jessica's right there. I would, but if we had to put it define it, I would I would say, I'd, I'd probably agree with Jessica that it's uh, uh, not the next gen systems. Yeah. So.
0: It very. I mean, like I said before, there's that that goofy little clump of games in the last year, maybe year and a half that were that were super advanced. Like if you go back and still look at them, for example, Rogue Galaxy for PS2, uh, right. one of my favorite RPGs, really, really fantastic game. If you go back and play it now, it still holds up. It still mm-hmm. looks like a good game that that for all intents and purposes looks like it could have been a, a recent Wii release. Um, so I think to consider all of the PS2 and all of the Xbox retro, we're going to need to make the jump to the next system. Mm-hmm. And I think once we hit that, then the line will be very clearly drawn, like, pre-PS3 and before.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yep. That's my I,
0: two cents I, sense I, I would, it. I would,
2: I, would, I would agree with that, I think.
0: So, I, for, I guess, anything that we talk about on here, just to appease people so they know what's fair game, is that basically PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and before. Um, obviously, we're going to try to focus on like the really old stuff uh, because that stuff holds quite a dear place in my heart. I don't know about you, but because uh, we're
1: really mature,
0: we are. (laughs) So with that being said, uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) after conversations about Canadian food and uh, yeah, yeah, we're very mature.
0: (laughs) So yeah, those, uh, the the things we're here to talk about games, would you guys play this this week?
2: Retro games. What'd you play? I gotta be honest. I I, I didn't have any time to play anything retro in the last two weeks. I've been a little preoccupied. You're killing me. I, I know, man. I've been trying to dig out my NES, hook it up to a TV, and I just have... Hook it up. I've been dying to play Faxanadu since you started playing it. Loving it. Let me tell you about Faxanadu.
1: It's tricky.
0: That game... Has, that game like really caught me off guard. I was going into it fully expecting, okay, this is just going to be a really shitty side-scrolling adventure game that I'm going to turn off in ten minutes. But
2: I think oh, I've no. got like ten hours into it already. It's it's very long. It's difficult, and it makes you think. It was the if I remember I remember because I I told you I found this notebook, the yellow legal pad that me and my grandfather uh, made the maps and what the enemies were in that area so we knew where everything was. So you actually drew out the entire map of of Faxanadu. Not the entire map, but the certain areas were like, you know, you would go up and then down, here's where your cliff where you can get on and like the the you know, the outline basically, you know what I mean? What then, uh, like, do you know what year that game came out? Oh man, that came out in 19 I want to say 80 Seven, maybe? I'm going to fact-check. Oh, my God, you got it right. I like how
1: we're Googling this.
2: You got it right, 87. You guys are Googling. I'm just using my memory here.
0: <laughs> That's that 80s yeah. memory right there. Because yeah. I was trying to think of a game that, that it's comparable to. Um, I think Facts Sanity was, was quite forward-thinking in a lot of stuff that it did. And you can see a lot of the... I don't know if they're direct influences in, in modern gaming, but like it, it saw where gaming eventually was going to go, especially with... The, the different inventory systems and um, the level grinding, especially, that's something that really right. caught me off guard, is that I was expecting it to be one of those games where you just, you, you walk in, hey, go talk to the knight or the king, get your stuff, move on to the next city, but there co- there comes times where you can't advance until you go back and just level grind for a little while, and you don't see that in a 2D side-scroller.
2: In, in, uh- yeah. And I remember, I remember because I played it. About, I don't know, about two years ago, I finally found, hooked it up, and played it for a little bit. I remember how bad I got because it was harder than I remembered. Oh yeah. Like you have the mantras, right? The mantras where you type. That was the code systems back then. You had to like type in this long memory code to get to that like level.
1: So if you don't write it down, you're screwed.
2: You totally are. And if
1: screwed. you lose that little piece of paper, you're screwed.
2: Yep. Okay. So and hold on.
0: When when I die, that little box pops up and it says, "Don't have negative thoughts. um, Just remember your mantra." Mm -hmm. What what like I'm like okay great what mantra? And I never like you never figure out
1: the guru or whatever the first guy he says this is your mantra, and it's a bunch of like letters, and And then you write that down.
2: Each level as you go has a guru that you can talk to who gives you the code. And that saves
0: that saves and your that, character, and that it saves-, saves
2: your character. But here's the problem that I I've, I've, I discovered. I remember having gold to buy stuff, but when you use a mantra, it puts you in that level. But I remember now you don't get to keep anything that you gained. So yeah, you know, does not keep like, any
0: of your items?
2: No, you start back at like a hundred gold and like hardly any health, and you have to build yourself back up because it doesn't let you keep those items. I think as you get further on, it gives you them because it's like that's. It is given to you in the game. Yeah, you, know? you can't not have them. But yeah, because I remember playing. I said, I think it was about two years ago, and I got so far, and then I like, put in the mantra, and I was like, "Where did all my money go?"
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's all cartridge based, right? It's all, so that's it's all how they had to do it. Yeah, That's how they save. Yeah, but a you lot of games be... before
0: that had had built-in memory. Like
2: Final Fantasies, for example, you would save, and it saved your file, and it saved your gold, it saved your potions, and it saved all that and didn't have that. It was literally the mantra, like like Pilot Wings on the Super Nintendo. Kind of like they had, had with
0: Mega uh, Man and the the, the passcodes.
2: Yeah, the passcodes and like the yeah. Punch Out, even where you had to like you get typing the code to get to that.
0: I don't know. I was level. I'm really pleasantly surprised with that game, especially for it being, you know, how how old it is. Um, it, it's not your typical just run through and kill things. Like there's a lot of really quirky strategy to it. And it's super difficult if you don't take the time because I'm one of those people that likes to just plow through games and, and I think that's, that's Well kind of okay, a,
1: a... so you didn't have to ever put in a mantra, so that means that you spent ten hours plowing through that game, correct?
0: No, we'll uh get to how I played it later. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pleasantly entertaining because I think a product of modern gaming is First of all, we've got autosaves, so we're we're far more careless, and yes. we just oh hey I need, I need to stop so power off yeah that's fantastic but um, it doesn't really require you to take any I guess pride in what you're doing and make sure that you remember for, for this game I guess remember that mantra mm-hmm. and slow down and like actually learn the patterns of the enemies and the patterns aren't difficult it's like hey I'm a I'm a sperm looking frog I'm gonna jump here and jump here but they change their pattern and their different distances. And what pissed me off is you get into a room with like three or four different enemies, and you stab a couple of them and kill them, and then one of them knocks you back off the screen, and you come back in, and they're all again. Oh yeah, again.
1: I hate all that.
2: And, then and also, the fast
1: little blue guys that he don't like. Yes.
2: Them. Yeah. And then also, and the, I remember I told last two weeks ago, they they can move in more than one direction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like you're
2: stuck to side up and down and left to right. They can go diagonally.
1: <laughs> and it's, and they it's can
2: swoop. You know, the flying guys can swoop. And it's like, how do you. It's like playing Geometry Wars with your guy. you get like, okay, I gotta get here. It's like playing Frog. <laughs> you know have to, I mean? like,
1: put the angles appropriately so you can actually hit them because you can't direct. Like, it's just straight where you're stabbing or magicking. And yeah. yeah, it's tricky. Well,
0: they're those, those spiky turtle shell looking things that are. You, you have to jump over them, or if they're up on the ledge. There's a couple of them where you have to time it and then jump on the ledge, but you have to jump and stab as you're falling and do that like four times to kill that person. You can
1: kill them with magic.
0: I never use magic.
1: Well, I didn't until I found out that you could kill those guys with magic because I was getting I think tired I was, of jumping over them.
0: I think I was six or seven hours into that game before I figured out how to use items.
1: You <laughs>
2: Oh, they don't God. tell
0: you how to do anything. <laughs> no, well, and don't. I you think this, this is what we
1: take for granted as well. There's no screen that you can just go to controls and figure out which each control does. Or The story little... in that game
0: is so thin. You walk in, and I don't even really understand what it is. You, <laughs> no, no, you, you stop at this tower. No well, yeah, you,
2: you, to you go to this town, and they're like, welcome back, or something like that. And then you go down in this like tunnel and talk to the guru. And he's like, okay, we got to kill the elves down below. They're, they're raiding.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then remember and then, like, you
2: mantra. go down, and then you're just in the dungeon. <laughs>
0: I, it was completely. And then, what's up with the keys? With with uh, this key requires a jack, and this one needs a joker. Yeah. And and then yeah. if you use the key and walk in the door and back out, you have to go all the way back to town and buy another key. Oh, you
2: I do. Know. That was the annoying part. That's why I was trying to remember that mantra doesn't give you that stuff that you should have. So yeah. then you have to go and grind to get money. To pay for the stupid key again.
1: <laughs> so and I couldn't figure out the controls like right away and how to use the item because I'm using it on like obviously my laptop, so I'm playing around with it. And all of a sudden I just hit it and it used the potion and I was so excited. But then when I tried to replicate what I hit, I couldn't figure it out because I just started hitting random buttons until something worked. It was
0: Yeah, I think it's like so down
1: and
2: down and B. Are you are yeah. you playing it on the PC, Eric? Yes. Oh, see, I yeah, I'll be on the actual Nintendo system when I when I play. See, that was one of those games that
0: I uh, I saw the cartridge for at uh, a local uh, a local retro gaming dealer, and it was like four dollars, and I didn't pick it up, and I went back to get it, and it was gone. Yeah, but um, I, I'm at the part in that game where you have to use the elixir to revive all the springs, mm-hmm. and I found two of them, and there's just this old guy that's standing up top and he says something about um you need to find two more of these and he doesn't give you any idea of where they are hmm.
2: give me give me uh give me 2 seconds here you guys uh chat a minute and i'll be right back oh he's leaving us mid show oh but i'm going to come back with something good oh who's Just this
0: give guy
1: me a hold Ooh, on seriously? i bet he's making tea
0: did you uh, did you make it to the... I guess they're not even really bosses in that game. They're just, like, bigger enemies that take up one whole screen. Did you make it to the first one?
1: No. um, I literally have not had a lot of time, so I made it right before then. Like, I See, was in the corridor to get to him, I suppose.
0: I think I've come across three of those boss battles, I guess is what you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, every one of them, you can just stand in one spot just where they can't hit you and just keep pressing the stab button and they eventually die. And those things spill out so much cash that it's worth it to just back up the screen and then come back in and they respawn and do it over and over and over and over again. Before nice. you know it, you've got yourself just infinite amounts of gold and experience. Nice. But that's that's one of those loopholes that you kind of lose in modern gaming is how can you exploit the boss? Because... yeah. I mean, yeah, there are some games that have that now, but...
1: But I think that's true. There is, And people started to kind of pick up on those, too. If you stood in one spot, they couldn't quite reach you, or...
0: Yeah. And it wasn't every retro game that had that. I mean, I remember trying to no. exploit the system with Mega Man back in the day, and there was no way in hell that was happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I, I like the game a lot. Like, I've had fun playing it.
0: Yeah, um, I totally went into it thinking, "Great, this is gonna suck." You know, ninety percent of NES games that you put into your system are gonna be crap. Um, is he back?
2: Okay, I'm a I'm I'm I, I'm a failure. I cannot find my notebook now. I was gonna say
0: it's oh. okay because your dog filled in for us for a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> he's he's we're having a lot having conversations. Say. <laughs> no, we were uh, we were we were talking about how you can exploit those flying boss battles by just standing at the door and oh you know, yeah, and just shooting. Yeah. Walk back out the screen, come back in, you get yourself infinite money. But yep. I was going to tell you the one part that, that uh, bugged the piss out of me was I got the, fl- the winged shoes, which only last for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you fly up, and if you don't get all the way up to that top spring, which they give you just enough time to get there, you have to go all the way back to town, spend another $3,000, and... You may not even make it up there to, to light the spring, but right. I cannot find that third spring.
2: I know I have it on the map. That's what I was trying to find. But I, uh, like I said, I'm doing some rearranging, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's, it's somewhere. I probably, I probably put it downstairs in the room already. So, so.
0: I, I guess in perspective, how far are we in that case? At least me. Not far
2: at all? You you're pretty far actually when you get to those springs. That's like uh, at least three quarters of the way, I believe. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you've already got what ten hours into it. Yeah, something like you that. Take. Yeah, I think you're. I remember the springs being near, kind of near the end. Like, I, well, for for example, the last time when I beat the game, I believe it was 1988.
0: <laughs> so a year after it came out.
2: Yeah. I was two. And it took oh, a long time. to to beat it i'm trying to remember if i was uh i know i was out of my body cast at that point when i started playing it. i just can't remember if i had moved to minnesota yet so i'm pretty sure it was like 88 that i that i beat the game and we spent the summer playing it and to beat it so
0: that's definitely one of those games that i want to try to add to my collection i've uh i've dangerously gotten myself back into collecting again because i've made excessive trips to uh uh-oh. To this this local story It it went through I went through a pretty rough phase when I first met Ben uh, Speaking of which I th- I think he's ditching us for good Which is uh,
2: He keeps coming up with lame Plausible excuses
0: Oh yeah I don't have a computer <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was the excuse?
0: I think there's something along those lines
2: I don't know if my mic works
0: I don't have a, a charger for my laptop
2: to, to be to be fair though, guys, for the gamers out there, he's probably just playing Borderlands 2. That's
0: I would not doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but probably no, Faxanadu is is definitely a, a fantastic suggestion. Well, I know and, a lot of people. And I'm
2: glad you guys. I'm glad you guys found it and started to play it because uh, it is one of my all time favorite childhood games. Like
0: uh, I'd seen it Nintendo before, but system. just never. Really bothered Nobody, to give it the time of day. Nobody's ever heard
2: about it. When I bring it up, like, what is that? Well,
0: it's, kind of, a, that game. it's kind of a dumb name. It kind of is. And
1: then monsters are named ridiculous. I'm not even going to try to pronounce them because we all and know. I don't know if it was a,
2: an originally a Japanese game they brought over and they just made up names. And, you know, the <laughs> Americanized names or not. I, I don't know the history of the game, so...
0: The only thing that I noticed about that game that every time I play it just makes me chuckle is it looks like everybody in that game is jacking off. <laughs>
1: I haven't noticed that. I'm gonna next time to, you uh... go
0: next time you go into the chapel and the the clergyman is standing up there wanting to tell you something, just look at his hand. It looks like he's just pounding out some knuckle children. And go into and
1: that is an expression I've never heard before either. Oh well,
0: there you go. You learn something new every day.
1: Oh my goodness. So much more intelligent. Today. <clears throat> yeah,
0: everybody that you talk to, I mean, maybe not everybody. The guy that's sitting in his in his hut with his wife, clearly he's you know he's he's just waiting for nighttime to roll around. But right. the you guy, never know, though. yeah, it, just a, just an observation. <laughs> and,
2: and, and to kind of bring up another topic here that we were going to bring up today is uh, you guys are on the emulator, yes, on the PC, and. uh, I'm I guess I've I've tried using images before. I'm not a big fan.
0: Well, here's the issue personally. with it, and I've had this discussion with a lot of people before. So retro gaming or retro consoles and games are becoming harder and harder to, to, to find. PS two you can still find in stores occasionally. Xbox is pretty much out, GameCube's out. Um, but you talk about NES, Dreamcast, Super Nintendo, Atari, ColecoVision. Um, mm-hmm. Sega Saturn, anything like that, you cannot get it new anymore. There is no play, no way to get it new. So
2: you can't, but at the same time, I think it depends on the type of emulator because there are the companies out there that uh, sell the the machines themselves, but then so they have the controllers that go with the machines that you can hook up to your TV. Yeah, but those and are the,
0: those way. again are third party knockoffs. I'm talking like where you pay. The distributor, pay the store for your money, and that money goes to well, the I, creator of the game.
2: And I yeah. have that, but the emulators that you're doing doesn't is the same thing as what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not giving that person any money.
0: Yeah, so here comes... I guess this kind of brings up a good point that, that I've talked about with a lot of different people, is that modern-day consoles are very prone to piracy. You know, you go onto torrent sites, and a lot of people download the new games and burn them to their disc. And I have an issue with that because they could go to the store and purchase it new and support the developer. Whereas modern gaming now, or retro gaming now, you can't. And you can't always find a copy of that game that you really, really want to play. Like Yoshi's Island 2 or Super Mario RPG, those games are incredibly hard to come by. Earthbound, Chrono Trigger. So right. does that d- does the rarity of those games and the, and I guess the consoles as well warrant using an emulator because isn't an emulator technically pirating
1: yes and i think in my feeling i think once the company stops supporting that game or having support because if you go out and buy an old version of the game and put it into your system and it doesn't work you have no one to turn to right yeah so they're not supporting it so i think that emulators would be quite fine for that because it's not like they're putting any money into that development anymore, that trying to keep it going or anything. So that's what I think. And I, I think hmm. it would be considered piracy if we're looking at it from a technical standpoint.
0: Well, yeah, because you you I know that in a lot of those emulation websites, there's that disclaimer that says, in order to, to use this ROM, you must own a physical copy of this game. And for as ridiculously huge as my retro collection is, there's a vast majority of the ROMs that, yes, I do actually own copies of the games. And I would just much rather prefer to play them on my my computer or uh, my, you know, uh, uh, other consoles that support homebrew stuff. But um, I think you're right. Looking at it from a technical aspect, it is, it is piracy, but... Is there a little bit of a gray area there where it's, where it's going to be okay? Like if, if the FBI broke down your door and said, like, let us see your computer and they find thousands of ROMs on there, are they going to prosecute
2: you? Well, I think it's also the, the year. I think, there is a, I think there's a, a, a law that if it's over a certain age, then it, it bypasses the piracy law, which is why the Nintendo ROMs um, and some of you Nintendo ROMs are okay.
0: But you, if you go onto you those sites, it's still really hard to find the first-party Nintendo ROMs. Like You you have to do some serious digging to find Super Mario World, Super Mario All-Stars, Mario RPG, like any of those first-party mm-hmm. titles, they are very strict on. Right. Because I, I guess technically those are available through something like the Wii Virtual Console and I know that emulation is starting to move more towards PS1 and PS2 games and PlayStation Network offers that stuff as a downloadable. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you don't have a different avenue to download it, is that okay?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Just don't get caught, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I suppose that's a good way to look at it. Uh,
2: but you know, uh, like, I, I But to me like it's a, it's about the game. Like I'd rather get the machine, cuz then you the ones that you can buy, like in the store, that are legit, that they kind of the recuration of the emulators, and they come with all the ROMs for them. Yeah. And you get the actual controllers, so like you'll have a different sets of controllers for them, like you know, with the Sega or Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I think those are the people who have they bought permission to do that, you know, for those those machines. Mm-hmm. So That's you can true. Worry, don't worry about the piracy, but also you get to use the controller the way it was. You play the game the way it was meant to be played. Like Jessica said with the and she's hitting buttons all over the keyboard trying to oh find god out what yeah works. It was And I try to play that too with some of those older games, and uh, I just like I don't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather use the controller or my hand. Yeah, that's me personally. Whereas some of the younger uh, folks out there that are getting into emulators, they can sit down, pick up the keyboard, and it's like you know. Well, I think a lot of those people too.
0: The emulators do support controller plugins, and there are Mm -hmm. there are controllers that plug into your PC via USB that are identical to NES controllers and stuff like that. But,
1: and I like the use of the NES controllers like or the re- replicas of them because it does bring back the like nostalgic aspect of it as well.
0: I'm kind of with Aaron, though, on on if it's possible, get the original machine with the original controller. And I'm fortunate enough to live in a, in a huge city that's got a lot of outlets for retro gaming where you know, this one store that I go to has literally thousands of NES titles and Super Nintendo and thousands of NES stuff. So, I mean chances are if there's a, a popular game that I want to play, I'll go there and ha- they'll have it. And I've got the machines to run it. Because with emulators, I always find myself cheating because you can do a save state, and it just takes a <laughs> it takes a picture of where you are right then and there. So with Faxanadu, that's kind of what I've been doing. I, I get to mm-hmm. a point, like, I'm done, and I'll just save
2: state it, and then I can come back to exactly where I am. See, so that that's how you're able to play that without for seven hours. Yeah. And, you know, not have to worry. And it kind so, of yeah. sucks.
0: I mean, I feel like I'm I'm jipping myself out of the nostalgic value of the title and,
2: and really experiencing it for what it is. But at the same time, no, you can speed up the process. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you necessarily... That's why I have a hard time going... Like, if I remade Final Fantasy VII, for example, I'm not necessarily sure I would play it other than to See well, the cutscenes again because you know I don't want to sit there and grind for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours.
0: And hours, and hours That's and a typical hours. RPG, though. I mean, you, you know, know that I mean? if they yeah. remade it, they would incorporate some sort of autosave
2: system. Right. I would hope so. I just, I just can't like. I just don't have the time anymore. You know what I mean? I just don't have the, the patience to sit there. And it seemed like when I was in school, I had all the time in the world, but <laughs> I think have to pay bills and stuff.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite series, the the Mega Man series, I. I originally went through growing up, played through all the games, beat them on their original platform, and now whenever I go back to play them, I just I, I play them on an emulator because I can get to the final boss with full health and an extra guy, and then I'll save state. That way, if I die, I don't have to go back through the level again. And I, you know, I, it kind of sucks because it's cheating. But then again, since I grew up with those games, I have all these really fond memories of it. So for me, it's just a a, a shorter, more abbreviated version of reliving the the nostalgic value without all the the shitty frustration. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's a good point, too. Like, I kind of feel like I don't want to be the grouchy old person, um, even just kind of relating it to, like, math with calculators. Like, when I had calculators in math class, people would say, like, oh, back in the day we had to count beats or whatever the hell they did. And that's kind of similar to what we're doing now is that, yeah, back in the day we had it hard it was rougher you didn't have those safe states that you could just go back and kind of redo that and give yourself a little safety net but if we have the technology available to us now why not use it and if it helps people become introduced to these titles that they wouldn't play normally then i think i'm all for that
0: i think though i i agree with that because then they can kind of incorporate a little bit of modern technology into the old games to make sure that they meet somewhere in the middle and everybody's happy but I think if they want to truly appreciate the roots of gaming, don't cheat and use those save states or get the actual system and experience it for what it was meant to be.
2: Right. I, I, I'd i agree with that. I mean, emulators are good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but nothing like playing it the way it was meant to be played. Yeah, that's. I guess it's fe- the
1: experience that you want to take from it.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: Fexanity is one of those games that I'm gonna have
2: to track down. My my NES collection is. I got two of them, man. You
0: got, got two? For you.
2: Yeah, I got one. Somebody got me one. Uh, they found me one, and then they found me one that was in the the packaging. Ooh. Um, that he bought for me. Is it like factory um, sealed? Nah, it wasn't factory sealed anymore. <laughs> but uh, I still got everything in there. Like everything that came with it is in there. Wow. So uh, uh, I think I haven't even opened that one yet. I just did the other well, one. Well,
0: that's so. that's that's uh that's kind of an important thing to have. Yeah. old well, NES really games in had... box
2: yeah I really wish I had my I had the Final Fantasy stuff I finally found my map for like all the, the monsters in the map on the one side yeah but I can't find the book anymore. What's
0: really depressing is when I when I moved out of my parents' house, um, I went through a lot of my stuff and I found a lot of really old Super Nintendo N64 and NES boxes in my closet like crunched up and ripped and mm-hmm. like old and like this sucks I wish these would have been in better shape. Right. You know, I've I've only got a couple a couple of those old games that I mean, for God's sakes, they're they're selling games in cardboard boxes. You can't really
2: expect that stuff to hold <laughs> up.
1: <forever.
2: laughs> well, maybe we should uh, we should save some of that for next time.
0: Well, did you guys play anything else this week? I mean, I know I know Jess I was Jess was busy. Backsay
1: and to and thesis writing. Uh,
0: and Aaron played I, approximately nothing.
2: Well, I I did play some Skyrim. But uh, I, I had to dig that out of the old the room and find a TV to hook it up to, <laughs> <laughs> and I played for about it in maybe two hours. So I
0: uh, I picked up Final Fantasy three or six if you want to be an elitist about it. Um,
2: <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. I like
0: Final <laughs> that's one of those games that I never I never beat because I got e- either a I got sidetracked or I got to a really stupid part in the game that now that I've gotten past it I don't understand how I couldn't figure it out um but uh right. we can talk about that on a later show we've,
2: okay, we but i think we have some some questions oh well, we got to some, actually we
0: got some really good emails i'm impressed with the uh quality of emails that people are sending and this one's kind of a a two-parter i mean two people asked us the same question so i'm going to kind of do, do we get do we get 10 emails we didn't get 10 i think we got 4 okay um all right we got one from connor here he says hey what is going on fsp crew we've we've been acronymized if that's what you want to call it I started out my video game love on Rayman 2 for PS1. I remember so viv- vividly the eerie soundtrack and sound effects of that game, but that made the memories of my countless hours collecting ohms throughout my childhood stick. So, this leads me to my question What soundtracks from your childhood game collection really stood out to you? Old 8 bit sounds are fair game. Love the new show, Connor.
1: I like how you read that. You like that? Yeah. That's my I teacher feel like you voice. both have like. Radio voices, I'm impressed.
0: Well, thank you. Sorry to sidetrack. That. I can I can make Sorry. it worse if you'd like.
1: I don't. I no. I can't do it. I just tried. No. Uh, I'll make it. I'll
2: make it deeper for you next time, Jessica. I was a base too.
1: I'm gonna have to practice. Nah.
2: Well, Well, uh, Jessica, why don't you just answer this one first? Let's go with you.
1: Um, I have to say, like. What really gets me super excited is any kind of Zelda song. That, I think, really sticks out to me. Like the main
0: Hyrule theme or title theme or just anything?
1: Hyrule and like Zelda's Lullaby, like not super old, but that one, I just get so excited when I hear it.
0: I've been playing through the Ocarina of Time 3D and I played the original Ocarina of Time when it came out and... Like for some reason that game is just super ingrained in my mind. And when I say I there, love that
1: game. Yeah,
0: it's it's one of those where when I'm sitting there and playing it now, I still have all the Ocarina tunes memorized, and yeah. occasionally I'll just be walking around and I'll start humming those tunes.
2: Hmm. Some good ones. I I think soundtrack wise, I would go with Final Fantasy eight. I absolutely oh. love that soundtrack.
0: I was gonna say the the menu cursor from Final Fantasy 7 and then that, the, that's pretty good. The soundtrack from Eight. I don't know what it is about Eight, but like whenever I sit down yeah. to do do any writing or do like grading papers, I'll throw on the soundtrack from Eight and just kind of zone out. So
2: good they did. So good. Which Final Fantasy had Rosa in it? You remember Rosa? Did the opera scene. Maybe I named her Rosa. Maybe I changed your name. <laughs>
0: was, are you tar- like the one with? Uh... It was two or three or. I think that was you know, four or six. Definitely. I think okay. that was a. You know what? I'm not even going to guess because those early games are really goofy.
2: I think it's <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to remember, but there was one where there was her opera singing and she sang that was part of the deal. You had to like pick the words for and everything. I think but that was that was two, a really good one too. Or not two? I think, I think it, it, was
0: it was four. Two. It was four. So three. Let me let me see. I've got my Final Fantasy strategy guides here. I can look in the. Uh, yeah. Her name was Rosa.
2: Rosa, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right here, Final Fantasy Four.
2: Yeah. So that was number. Two. I don't... Uh, you... Two on the, on the SNES, it was two. Final Fantasy two. Could have been. Yeah, because that was four, because then six was three, because five never came to the United States. No. It did on the mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance. It did, yeah. So anyway, I think... uh, beyond that point, I, yeah, I, that, was, I... that would be mine.
0: I think for me, like childhood-wise, one of the first RPGs, obviously, that I played was Final Fantasy, but that music didn't really stick with me as much as the entire soundtrack from Illusion of Gaia. I have no idea why, but I just have really vivid memories of like even going to Kmart to buy that game. I'd saved up $40, and I had it in my Mickey Mouse wallet. We were walking back to the electronics, and I got it out of the case, and we were walking back up to the register, and I put the game up there, and I put my money on it, and I only had 120 and I was like devastated because one of my 20s had fallen out between the electronics department and the cash register. So we retraced my steps exactly and and didn't find it. So I was shattered because I wanted this game. I don't know why I wanted it. I'd never seen any of my friends play it, never heard about it, never read anything. I just saw it, and, like, I was mesmerized by the cover, and, like, I have to own that game. So my mom, you know, we didn't have a lot of money by any means, but my mom pitched forward. She's like, here you go, you can get this. And, like, that night I just sat and vegged out on that game. And for some reason, just the tunes from all the different towns... I think that's my favorite part of role-playing games is going to the different towns and, and hearing the different themes that each town has, and every one of those just stuck with me. Yeah. Okay. So if you want some good music, listen to some Illusion of Gaia. All right, I might have to do that. All right, uh, we've got another question here from Kiefer. Uh, hey there, Factory Sealed crew. For my first email to this show, I have two questions. First, what is your favorite retro platformer game? Next was your favorite soundtrack. We already covered that. Um, Also, I want to recommend a retro game that you should all play if you haven't. Deus Ex 1 is an amazing stealth FPS on PS2 and PC, blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Kiefer.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I to read that I gave you the abridged version. Yes. Uh, Actually, I remember selling Deus Ex 1 on the PC um, back in the day. And uh, it was a pretty good game.
0: I remember playing the first one on PS2. I don't know if that
2: was the same thing. I think they were different. I believe yeah. they they were two different... Uh, I could be totally wrong on this, because I never played the PS2 version of it, but I thought the PS2 version was a completely different game than the PC version. I'm going to have to go back and get the PC version then, because so.
0: I skipped out on, on Human Revolution. But favorite pl- uh, retro platformer? Oh, man, I'm in a... There's so many. For
2: 30 seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the obvious choice is something like Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that holds Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World. I mean, those are obvious choices, but, boy, if you're going to come up with something like just completely unique...
2: I'd have to, it's a It's a different, it's not a side-scrolling platformer, but I'd almost have to go with the, one of the Tomb Raiders. I would still count that, well, yeah, I'd count that as, like, an action platformer. Yeah, it's an action mm-hmm. platformer. I would have to say, for me, probably it would be it'd be the Tomb Raider games.
0: I love Tomb, which Tomb Raider was it where at the end she got the snowmobile and you had to jump that across this big cliff and I would always make her.
2: Three?
0: I'd always make her jump off to her death, just, like, listen to the bones <laughs> crack. I feel and, like
1: I'm not surprised at all.
2: No. He shouldn't no, be. he's a very violent player.
1: Seriously, I can't be a violent game player. Like, I I can't do bad things to people. I feel horrible if I'm made to kill someone and I don't need to. Right.
2: We would not get along in a video game world.
1: We don't.
2: He also talks about uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Yes. Oh, that's what he said. It's his favorite, okay? I'm reading it now, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, Donkey Kong Country Two is a fantastic game. That that was See, like revolutionary I never really, on the PS2 I part, never really yeah, the
0: drank SNES. the whole Donkey Kong Country Kool Aid. Um, I liked it; it was cool. But you know, I played the the Donkey Kong Country Returns uh, that just came out on the Wii last year, and like, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember you not liking it that much. It was
0: okay. I mean, there was some cool stuff that they did, but it. it just kinda of reminded me why I didn't care for Donkey Kong Countries.
2: It's not bad, it's just I don't know. It's a tough one. It's one of those other really tough ones, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. It had it. I really like uh Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh that's a if good you
0: one. want one where you have to get through the entire game with one guy that one's super hard. Did you know that once you beat the game, technically it's not over. That's the halfway point. You have to start over and beat the game again in one sitting in order to get the real ending of the game.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow.
0: I've never beaten it, so I'm no thanks. Um, all right. Next question we got from Jack, a.k.a. Zapper12. Uh, he says, hey, Eric, Jess, Aaron. I was think about getting. In, I'm
2: just reading this verbatim. <laughs> uh, well, I Maybe do, do some I do
1: little it? mental editing.
2: Okay, Aaron, you can do this one. Let, let me do it. I'm going to give it a nice accent too. I apologize, Jack, but uh, I'm going to do it. I'm I
1: excited. was think
2: about getting into retro games like Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy three on the SNES. And I was wondering if there are any other games you could recommend for the system. Also, do you know anywhere I could find a SNES for a good price? I was pulling off a space, right there. Like <laughs> the guy selling. This guy selling magazines. I, I got you. <laughs> um, I kind of got off the topic on of the cruise, but
0: I would say, if you're looking at getting a Super Nintendo, first of all, check Amazon, uh, check eBay. You can get them super cheap. But um, Secret of Mana, I like- yeah. Final Fantasy three, yeah. But if you want some good early RPGs, you know, Illusion of Gaia. Um, check out Super Mario RPG. Um, Soul Blazer Soul Blazer kind of ties in with Illusion of Gaia Chrono Trigger, stuff like that hmm. But I think I think He's not only sticking to RPGs What other just good games
2: Well for the, the SNES, get the F-Zero games Oh yeah uh, For sure the F-Zero Frustration get... in a silver cartridge right there yeah, you, <laughs> also want, you also need to get your hands on pilot wings that is a See, I'm going to disagree
0: with you on that no, that's a hands down must-have no, game for the No, service. Pilot Wings on the Super Nintendo was crap. I don't think so. It was it, you, okay. I thought that I, the base jumping, well, the, we'll, the, the we'll parachuting was disagree. fun because you could slam into the ground, and that was that was about it. Yeah,
1: Maybe but you just don't an, like Red Dead, so I yeah, care. I don't like
2: Red Dead, so we're not. You're done with your teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was then, just really uh, bad at it. That's why I didn't like it. You could be. That might be why you're not very good at Red Dead. You can't kill horse thieves. I can kill the no, horses. You kill the horses. <laughs> um, um,
1: but for the SNES, like mom and pop shops are usually pretty good too. So then, at least like you're buying local as well. Test that it before you buy better. it, though. I
0: mean, those things. Yeah, I've got. And, I think I've got like three or four of them laying around. They, luckily, they all still work. But a little a little hydrogen peroxide
2: and a Q-tip will work wonders. And here's Bang a little secret. Sides. Here's a little secret for you. If you happen to get your hands on a U.S. Uh, Super Nintendo, and you get some Japanese games like Super Street Fighter Three, um, you can actually just take a screwdriver and a hammer to the inside where you put the cartridge in. There's two little gray knobs. You can bust those out, <laughs> and then you'll be able to put the Japanese cartridges in your snes. <laughs>
1: Good call.
2: So mutilate your cartridge. Not See, the cartridge. Is, the, the, the,
1: you the could be system. rough on your systems back then. Yeah, and you it could wasn't drop a big it on the cliff and it it'd I had, still
0: play. I used to keep my Super Nintendos out pretty regularly back when I lived in college, and and I had a a, a, a sword in my dorm room, and it was just a replica metal sword. I mean, it was heavy, and one of my buddies was playing around with it. and He was sitting on the chair, and he lost it out of his hands, and it fell forward, and like. Cut into the Nintendo or Super Nintendo, like big, huge crack in the middle of it. And like, oh, okay, so I hit reset and the thing fired right up. I mean, those things could take an absolute whooping.
1: Well, like my NES, I had to whenever we wanted to play it towards the end of its life, you had to like hit the power on and then you had to bang it three or four times on the side, like really rough and then turn it off, and then turn it back on, and it would work. And then if that didn't work, it was a whole blow on the cartridge thing. But but the thing it, is, like,
0: you knew the routine.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: it's like, I've hit it three times, I have to hit it once more, spin it in a circle, cram some mashed potatoes in my pocket, call grandma, and then it'll work. Mm. It's true. And it works.
1: Mashed right. potatoes were the All most right, important part. we got part.
0: a couple more questions here. Next one is from David Rodriguez says, "Hey guys, uh, I was wondering if the eight bit graphics ever bother you? Is it hard to go back to Final Fantasy VIII just after you played Skyrim, for example? Keep up the good work." Well, technically no. speaking, eight bit graphics are not Final Fantasy VIII. Eight bit graphics are back to NES, but that's splitting hairs. I'm going to have either way. It is
2: uh, they they do and they don't bother me. I don't think they bother me at all, and maybe that's I, just because. No. Actually, you I know what? I prefer the eight bit actually over some of the. Uh, I almost prefer the eight bit over the polygons from Final Fantasy VIII. I was 7. I
0: was going to say there yeah. are some really rough N sixty four and PlayStation games that that I really enjoyed, like the old Crash Bandicoot games. Love those games, but going back to play them now is rough. Or trying to even something like Shadow of the Colossus, because it's just like we're so, we're used to stuff that's so crisp and clear,
2: right? And the 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 nice thing about the eight bit and even the sixteen bit was. It is what it is. It's not trying to be three dimensional or anything. It's yeah. just a flat surface. And the PS One and the PS Two, I have a hard time going back to play those than I do the older the older systems because it's just so blocky. Yeah,
1: I played like a Scott Pilgrim um, downloaded from like PSN, and it was funny because I was like, "This is stupid." Because I don't know. Like I I like the eight bit, and I like. I have no problem with that. But then when I was playing a new game that was
0: trying to, pretending replicate
1: it. to be, yeah, I was like, no,
0: but then know, look at weird. what, uh, Capcom did with Mega Man nine and Mega Man 10. Those were new games that were just made specifically for the, um, downloadable content, but they made them exactly as if they were going to be released on an 8-bit console, like complete with screen flicker and, and tearing and stuff like that. So I think if they if they want to make a retro game, make it in the true vein of retro and and not pretty it up. That's true. But I guess to answer his question, no, it doesn't bother me at all because I just flip back into childhood mode and love it all <laughs> over again. Um, let's see. Last question: Eric, Jess, Aaron, and others. I don't know who others are this time. Um, the dog. Loving the show so far, so my question is, what is your guys and girl favorite retro PC game? Mine, personally, is Jill of the Jungle and the original Duke Nukem. These are my two favorite games on my parents' DOS-only computer. Hard to figure out when you're only three or four at the time, but these have ended up being my most memorable times as a young kid. Really want to hear your faves. Thanks, Zanzil.
1: See, I used to have post-it notes on the computer monitor that would have the commands that I would type to get up my games and stuff like that. Oh, jeez. I I remember DOS. Was... DOS was
2: rough. I, I remember DOS games.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the yeah. uh, the first one that I played was... The first game I remember playing on a computer was with my dad on our old Apple G2. It was um, Armor Alley. You guys remember that game? Armor I've
1: Alley. I've never played that one. You
0: were this helicopter, and you had to fly across the screen, pick up troops... And bring back to your bring them back to your, yes, back to I your base, I do remember that game all while trying to be shot down by enemy helicopters, and it was super fun. I just remember obsessing about that at school and coming home and playing it with my dad for hours. yeah, that was a good one, but i think I think growing up and and like true p c gaming, the original Baldur's Gate hands down
2: oh, I have a funny story about that game, if you don't mind, oh
0: please tell.
2: Uh, <laughs> You're not, unless you play D&D, it's not that funny, I guess. Oh, I've, but, I know uh, plenty of people that have played D&D. <laughs> I've just had,
1: started playing.
2: Oh, you're, you rock. And, uh, I started playing for, you know, first, dead, second, I the advanced Dungeon, and then I didn't play for a long time, and then 3.0 came out, and I started playing 3.0 with some buddies, and I'd played it for a long time, and then the Boulder's Gate game came out, but they still use the second edition of rules, right? Mm -hmm. So they used Thacko in that one to hit AC zero. So you wanted a low AC in in 2.5. So I'm running around this whole game, get about halfway through, and I wouldn't wear any armor (laughs) because it kept giving me a high armor class or a low armor class. And I was like, I have like a 30 armor class wearing nothing. So I'm just going to run around (laughs) wearing nothing. (laughs) Good old Baldur's Gate. Yeah, and then I realized that it was 2.5 rules, and I was like, oh. I guess I will wear this stuff. That makes this game so much easier. I can't. I can't understand why I kept getting hit. <laughs>
0: I wish I could get that. I wish I had that on, on Steam. I'd love to go back Aww. and play those.
2: But yeah, and then uh, I think uh, my favorite game was uh, on PC is uh, Gabriel Knight. Gab- it's My most memorable. Gabriel Knight. Gabriel Knight the Sierra the Sierra team made them all uh, these games. Gabriel Knight uh, and then also like the King's Quest King's Quest is good yeah King that's uh, Sierra uh, Gabriel Knight was made by Sierra Tilla. and uh, it was a, a little hit. it had Tim Curry as the voice actor
1: oh, um, I loved which was him.
2: phenomenal um, the, the whole game was phenomenal it was like a point and click adventure type game um, kind of similar to the King's Quest games in those early on years we had to like find a clue hit that talk to this person you know things like that um i still have it um but i can't get it to play in my windows so i'm kind of disappointed gonna have to boot up the old windows 95
1: all right <laughs>
0: god all right well
1: i love Do- or did you guys ever play um doom
0: yes yes doom See, Doom. that played. was my
1: favorite but that was a game that i could only play like during the day with the lights on and all the doors open and checking the closets for boogeyman <laughs> And and
2: my question for everybody to answer for me is there was a game on the PC around the 93, 92 area there where you, you play, I think, I don't know, I think it might have been a missile command or something, but you had these little things where you could set up your little tanks, your little spots and they all had different colors and you would just shoot, you had to like figure out the geometry of like how to shoot, hit that. And I'm just trying to find it, and I cannot yeah, remember and it, the name. You'd fire of the, the game. cannon, and like it would erode the ground underneath them, and you'd try to right. hit them.
0: But otherwise, you could get yeah. them to
2: fall. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of that game. It was just called I, Tanks. Was it called Tanks? I have no idea. I'm just making. I don't know. Up. But if you guys know out there, please, please let me know because I need. I really want to play it again.
0: What about? More, uh what, it's what
2: about Descent?
0: Did you guys ever play that?
2: I sucked no. at that game. I that game played was it a couple times. terribly hard.
0: It was one of the first 3D flying games that I really came across. It was, I think we got our brand new Compaq in the mid-90s, and it, it had Windows on it, this new fascinating operating system. <laughs> and it had Descent installed on it, so we were playing that. Yeah, and, it was uh, a free one. I, I, I kept dying all the time. funny story is that Descent went on to have two sequels, and then the fourth one actually got scrapped, and then repurposed into what is currently Red Faction. Hmm. Huh. Bet you didn't know that. I, I didn't. Did not. If you play through the first Red Faction, you can pick up, I mean, even a lot of the art style is, harkens back to Descent, but there's a lot of storyline that that kind of mm, hints at that it was a Descent game originally, because a lot of that stuff was already developed and got, just got left in, so. Little tidbit trivia to end on there, so. All uh, right. If you well, want you, to sir. send us an email, factory sealed at manatank.com. Also, we are now on iTunes. I don't know if you guys saw that, but but we're we're hot and heavy on iTunes. So if you're feeling we're moving up in the world. If you're feeling charitable, pop on over and
2: rate and review us because it makes us feel good at night. At least me. I I'd like i like hearing the feedback. It's probably my favorite thing about doing this podcast is getting the people to come back and uh the correcting me too, the, the corrections, the ones, that, you know. Because, you know, we're all coming from memory, so having somebody do like a fact check for us is awesome. Oh, yeah, like, like that
0: that, that uh, control scheme I was talking about last week that I played yeah. with on Red Faction. Apparently that still exists, and it's called something like Legacy Southpaw.
2: Right. Crazy. That's really cool. So,
0: so yeah, we've got some good, good fans out there that, uh, you know, if you want us to talk about anything or hear our opinions on it, shoot us a question. If you want us to play anything, maybe one of your favorite games from when you were a kid... We'll do our best to play as much of it as we can, and then we'll uh, right. either praise it or tear it apart. And I am I am
2: hooking up my Nintendo tomorrow. I promise. Nice. All right, Aaron, where can we find you on the Twitters? Uh, at Aaron Robison, A-R-O-N-R-O-B-I-S-O-N. God, we still got to come up with something easier. Johnny Apple Basket.
1: <laughs> Jess. Jessica Megan, J-E-S-S-C-E-C-A-M-E-G-A-N. Spelt my own name wrong.
0: Well you didn't even spell it properly on Twitter. You forgot the I.
1: No, well, I that's, did that that's on Twitter. Mario.
0: Oh, Mario. I do. Mario. And you I can, didn't
1: even say it tonight. You no. can
0: you can follow me at honest pizza. That's gonna do it for this bi weekly. Should, should we keep it bi weekly or do we want to move up to weekly?
1: How about we get some comments on that too? Yeah, let's
2: get some comments. Tell us what you want to hear. I don't have an issue doing it doing I, it. I I'm weekly. thinking we may have to switch weeks though. Yeah. I think we have to switch, and so we might have one back-to-back at one point, because we'll have to get back on a different schedule, but uh, I think the opposite weeks that we're not doing it now would work better.
0: Well, tell us what you want to hear. That is going to do it for us today. Awesome. Tonight. 7.20 Tonight. is still daytime. It's, it's 9.22 where I'm at. Oh, God.
1: we're ahead of you we're in the future it's like time
0: travel
1: oh my god oh my gosh
2: alright well thanks guys it's been fun we will see you guys next week or two weeks I have no idea
0: whenever we get around to recording again
1: peace out I just said that i mm-hmm.